Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Minute by minute is another way to say that. Today we're talking about Grave of the Fireflies, Minute 7, which starts with Seta getting his father's picture, and it ends with Seta stepping out into an alley filled with firebombs. So we get a look at Seta's father in the photo mm-hmm. that Seta grabs. We so, kind of get a close-up of the doll next to Yeah, a little picture. bit. So Seta's father is, uh, those are navy whites. Mm-hmm. That is a navy dress uniform for summer. Oh. Yeah, and judging by the fact that he has, um, you know, the things on his shoulder, they're not mm-hmm. epaulets. Epaulets are the fringy things but right i don't know what you would call those officers have those yeah if he was like a non-com or something or an enlisted man he wouldn't his shoulders would be just bare so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard there are different designs for those shoulder patches right depending on rank it's kind of hard to see what the design is seem like with him i'm circles. gonna guess what go ahead it seemed like circles with just like a yeah, it's like the number, there's like little flowers, I think, but it's mm-hmm. like the number of them and the placement of them. Uh, uh, it's hard for me to tell kind of where he falls, but I'm going to guess that he is a lieutenant is what I'm going to guess because mm-hmm. he looked dark. I think the, yeah, if he was a higher rank, looks like they were, looks like the higher ranks are like yellow. Oh, so they're lighter on the out. Yeah, so it's kind of like dark bands with like one flower is like an ensign. Two flowers is a sub-lieutenant. Three flowers is a lieutenant. And then when you get to the lieutenant commander, it's a much lighter yellow with like three thin blue strikes. So it's very hard to see. Yeah, it is. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. If there's like, you know, the card, there's like a, a just a black backing. And then that insignia is on that backing. So I, I'm... What I could be interpreting as black bands in the insignia is actually just the back of it, you know, yeah. or the, what it's mounted on. So I don't know. I'm not an expert. But I'm going to guess that he's probably a lieutenant in the in the Navy. Yeah. And the fact that their father is a lieutenant, that they are an army family, comes up a lot with their aunt. Yeah. Like she uses that against them. It's so... I hate it so much. <laughs> like, because I understand where she's coming from because people whose fathers were working in the army did get a better life situation. They were offered yeah. more just because they're a member of their family is offering the government their service. Yeah. But their aunt is just like bashing them for it. They're like, you guys must live such a cushy life. You're not used to this, huh? Like, it's so, oh, you hate her so much. She's not your favorite person no. in the movie, that's no. for sure. Yeah. But we'll, we'll definitely get there. So we get a little bit more view of the inside of their house. Kind of mm. gives you a sense of kind of what their daily life might be like. In the back on the left, you have like the, the sukima, mm-hmm. like the traditional kind of space, just kind of like a, a an empty space, like alcove in the wall mm-hmm. in a lot of Japanese homes where you have put like either a hanging scroll like they have. Mm-hmm. or uh, ikebana flower arrangement something like that right uh another kind of and then there's just lots of the cabinets yeah 
This is the way a Japanese home is. It's just like full of cabinets. <laughs> it's been my experience anyway. <laughs> uh, I like the, on the right, this little cabinet where he t just took the photo off and that's the doll is sitting on top of on the side there's like a little mail folder like for mail and it looks like that that's where they put the mail and maybe some memos or something mm -hmm. i don't know what that brush is could be like a pen for the writing big, the wide brush I... there's like a yeah there's like yeah. a pen or something and then behind that there's like a wide brush yeah maybe that's for dusting off your shoes or something or I something know. i don't know no you get ink out right with it. And then he goes for the coat, but then he stops when he hears the. Yeah, you know, it sounded at yeah. first to me. It sounded like somebody's yelling "Tai Hen." Tai Hen. Tai Hen. That's not what he's yelling. No, that's not. It's Tai He. Tai He. Tai He, which means evacuate. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems to put them like there's a bell. Somebody ring like yeah hits a bell and <laughs> and yells <laughs> evacuate. Yeah. That kind of seems to throw Seta kind of off his game. So yeah. he's, he has a bag and he's getting a coat. And when that happens, he kind of loses it. He leaves the house without either of those things. He takes like a look at the bag, but he doesn't grab it. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's, it's weird. It's like these little split second decisions mm -hmm. have such an impact. Like later on. Later on. This is... In any crisis, this is the way it goes. Like you're yeah. in a crisis, you make a split second decision. Maybe not just a crisis, but just the way that one small decision that you make can have a huge impact like later on mm -hmm. in your life or just like, you know, the rest of your day or the, the way that your week is going to go. I don't know why he leaves that stuff behind. Like he looks at the bag that he was carrying and it seems like he makes a decision to leave it, right? Yeah. Why do you think he's doing that? I think he's, he might be thinking about time, how fast he can run with all that stuff in that bag. Yeah. If it like will weigh him down. Yeah. Does he really need it? Well, you don't know what's in the bag. Either. Yeah. And we don't know if those coats are like were his father's or just his in general. Yeah. If he just thinks, oh, I might need a coat. And then he says, nah. And then he says, no. Yeah. And then they hear something coming down yeah do we hear like the whistling is that what makes yeah. them duck i think so and i gotta hand it to the filmmakers when they duck we still get like in the middle of this action we still get a really good sense of the space because they're ducking and then behind him we see the same letter folder that we saw just a minute ago so we know kind of exactly oh, where they are yeah. in the house yeah right yeah they're they're at the front door the genkang yeah. This is something that, like, if I watch, like, when I listen to, like, the film critic commentary, like, on Ozu films, mm -hmm. this is, like, something they call out in his films. He's very good, you know. At spacing. At giving you a sense of, because all of his films, most of them, like, take place in a house. Mm -hmm. And he does a really good job of kind of establishing where all the rooms are in relation to each other. And so you have a really good idea of... Of how the house is put together and where people are when they're mm -hmm. in a... You see somebody in one room and you cut to a shot. Like later in the mo movie, you see somebody in the living room and then you cut to a shot of somebody in the kitchen. You kind of know, based on what you've seen so far, exactly how far apart they are. And mm -hmm. whether they can hear each other and stuff yeah. like that. But this is, gives us a good sense of, you know, 
where they are. Yeah, and just kind of like the daily life that they are leaving behind. Yeah. Because you can kind of picture them like living in these rooms. Yeah, you can picture like Seita coming home. Yeah. From school, probably, leaving his bag by the door. Yeah, flipping through the mail. Yeah, saying hi to Setsuko. Yeah. Helping out his mother. Putting his coat away in the cabinet. Yeah, and then they duck. Nothing shoots into their home. Yeah, there's no explosion. I don't know if they were expecting like a big explosive bombs rather than the fire bombs that they see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he tells in the previous minute, he told Setsuko, do you want to be blown apart? Yeah, do you want to be blown to bits? Like expecting like huge explosive bombs, which yeah. is not what they Not get. what we see, yeah. So this, uh, you feel like that's part of his surprise. Like he gets up and it's like, well, what happened? And he walks out and there's no, the planes are going by, but. There's no, like, the world doesn't look like it's ending immediately. Yeah. So he's like, what happened? Did they actually bomb? Did they drop anything? Then he looks up. And then he looks up and more calm. <laughs> so these are M60, these seems to be M69 incendiary bombs or the M69 incendiary bomblet. It's a plain steel pipe with a hexagonal cross-section, three inches in diameter and 20 inches long, weighing about six pounds. Used napalm as an incendiary filler, Mm -hmm. improving on earlier designs, which used thermite or magnesium fillers. There's a a Wikipedia article on M69 incendiary that I'm reading from. Mm -hmm. Also called a Tokyo calling card. Yeah. So in Japan, they were used in clusters of 38 as part of the finned E46 amiable, cl- aimable cluster. Not amiable. It's not very amiable. No. <laughs> in fact, it's... Yeah. Uh, aimable cluster, which opened up at about 2,000 feet after separation. Each of the 38 M69s would release a three-foot cotton streamer to orient its fuse downward. Upon hitting a building or the ground, the timing fuse burned for three to five seconds, and then a white phosphorus charge ignited and propelled the incendiary, filling up to 100 feet in several flaming globs, instantly starting intense fires. So this is kind of something we see. We don't... Yeah. I don't think the timing is exactly three to five seconds, though. No, because I think... It's a little bit more. It's like a minute. A minute, a minute or and a so, half yeah. or something, or 30 seconds or something mm-hmm. like that. So it kind of goes into the next minute. Yeah. But that's definitely something you see where they drop and they seem kind of ineffectual and then all of a sudden. All but of we'll a sudden, get that next yeah. minute. Yeah. But these are like, so these are definitely what we see the pipes dropping mm-hmm. and kind of you hear the, the little the sound of the pipe dropping, right? Yeah. We also see the that tank that we were wondering about a yeah. couple weeks ago. Mizu. Oh wait, no. That's... It's written right to right to left. Right. Right. I keep forgetting <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So it's like uh, water for the use of putting out fires. Is basically yeah. what it says. Was it Hohiyo Mizu or something? Yeah. So anyway, so they duck. Mm-hmm. They duck into someone else's house. I'm assuming. Into someone else's house. What? Is that their house? Oh, so they haven't. Let's see. They duck. Nothing happens. They get up. They open the screen and walk out. And they see the fire, they see the bombs dropping. And they run back inside. They run back inside, okay. As they drop. Oh, yes, they do, right. When they get back up, he can, he sees smoke. Inside their house. Inside the house. So some fire has already started. Some fire has already started. Yeah. 
the facials in this movie for set school for me are really intense. The facial expressions? Yes. At second 41, you you can yeah. see Setsuko like behind Seta's shoulder and like you can imagine an actual child yeah. crying like that, which is so, it hits you hard. She's just kind of an intense look of, con- like almost concentration, but she's like trying to hide herself. Yeah. Trying to like scrunch herself up into a smallest thing as possible. Yeah, just to hide. Yeah, here's where the destruction here's starts. Here's where, it, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll see how this uh, bombing progresses and what Seda does about it tomorrow here on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. Minute.